0: Praise the Lord! We welcome you to our live broadcast today, February 12, 2023. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray, our Father and our God, we've come before your throne of mercy to worship, to give you honor, to thank you for the week, to thank you for your blessings, Father, as we come today, we pray that at the hearing of this message, yoke shall be broken. Many of your children who are still under bondage, this message will break that yoke. And free them, O oh God, so they can stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ. So they can go into the world and preach the gospel for which your son came to die that we all may believe and be saved. Father, bless your children who will obey your command to stand up for Jesus. And as they go, Lord, empower them. Manifest your power through them. That the world will know that they are still sons and daughters of God in a world that is going into darkness. We give you all the praise and honor, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed, amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken from Abrakele Brasi from YouTube. Continue to thank him and may God continue to bless him and his family. Our series, Stand Up for Jesus. The series, Outplay. The series is on the screen. The first week we said, let my people go. We are telling the Jehovah and pastors and religious leaders to let God's people go because they didn't die for their followers. Only Jesus died for them. Last Sunday, we gave you the pathway to free yourself from bondage. Today, we'll be speaking on putting the flesh to death. Because even though you freed yourself, you must not put your flesh to death, which you ought to have done when you gave your life to Christ. But through the hearing of false messages, your flesh came back. Today we'll tell you why the flesh is standing between you and the ministry God has committed to your care. Next Sunday we'll tell you why many labor invent. They do the wilderness journey. And uh, as the screen goes, the next one. We're not going to continue repeating, but it's on the screen so you can see it. And um, they will reach, hopefully, number nine, which will be absolute faith in God, the only way to go forward. Praise the Lord. Today's topic, put the flesh to death. The outline, again, is on your screen. First is, are you aware? That you as a believer have what so many dogs are looking for. And they don't have it. Number two, to be free. The flesh must die. And I mean, the flesh must die. And our song, which we started, is lead me to the cross. It's always about the cross. The day you go, depart from the message of the cross is the day you're backslidden. Number one, are you aware that you have what so many are looking for? Change the script, please. If you're a follower of Christ, are you aware of the following? You have what so many human beings desired through the ages. Those have died, and they didn't have it during their very brief sojourn on earth. They sought for it, and they didn't see it. They didn't have it. Are you a way faithful of Christ? You have watched so many human beings living today. The richest and the most famous. They don't have. They will give everything they have to have what you have. If only the eyes of understanding could be opened. So what is that priceless thing that you and I have who have believed? The answer is God's presence. God's presence dwarfs everything else. Because it does one thing. There is a void or a great emptiness in the heart of every human being born on earth. That void happened when the first parents disobeyed God and God's presence left them. So from that day, the void has been there. That's why many seek so many things. When they have all those things, they still are empty because there's a void in their life, God's presence. However, when you and I gave our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit gave us a new life. This new life is what brought God's presence into our lives. And that God's presence fills the void and we're no longer empty. If the richest and the most famous were to know and were to embrace Christ, they will disdain their riches and their fame. The reason you don't have emptiness, if genuinely you have believed, is because you have God's presence, even if you are very poor. You still are richer than the richest person, because God's presence, you cannot buy it. And God's presence in a believer's life remains. So long as that believer obeys the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way you and I maintain God's presence in our lives. Oftentimes we allow the flesh to now intervene. That's why we're talking to that. But the flesh must die. If not, you lose the God's presence. If I allow the flesh to come back into my life, I lose His presence. The void in the unbeliever is what drives him or her to get power, to get wealth, to get fame at all costs. That even to kill, because they think if we can have all those things, we will not have an emptiness. Yet. The emptiness does what? Remain it. Something that they will marry hundred wives. Yet yeah, the emptiness what? Remain it. When they get that thing they are seeking, the believer, They get disappointed because they receive the emptiness. They strive so hard to feel because yet what is staring them in the face? Is simply, fall on the cross and save Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And the void is filled up. Let unbelievers know if you are hearing me and you have not believed. And you have a great emptiness in your heart. Maybe you have married so many wives or changed so many husbands. Maybe you have acquired so many degrees. Or maybe you have become so wealthy that you throw your money all over the place. Or you have become presidents and founders of ministries. And you have one million people bowing down to you. But you have emptiness. When you go in the night to sleep, you know you're empty. You need God's presence. Praise the Lord. And the full of Christ, as you and I, cannot truly stand up for Jesus. If you and I don't understand what it means to have God's presence in our lives. It is such a great honor, responsibility, so much is weighing on us, and yet so much is elevating us. It is my body. There are no words to describe those that have the presence of God in their lives. If you want to truly stand up for Jesus Christ, you must recognize that you have that which nobody else has who has not known him. That means you are richer than the richest person. You are more famous than the most famous person. The whole world is at your feet because God's presence is in your life. And because you have God's presence in your life, you have contentment. Whether you only eat one meal in a day, you are more contented than the person that had ten square meals. A believer who strives to be rich. Mark my words. Or obtain power at all costs, invariably loses her contentment. And what happens next? Such a person cannot stand up for Jesus. Such a person will lose his or her contentment. And having lost that contentment, the next thing is to backslide, because you had to cross so many corners as he wanted to be rich and to become powerful. Scripture please.
1: I read from John chapter 14 verses 21 to 24. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied if anyone loves me he will obey my teaching my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own they belong to the Father who sent me. Praise the Lord the scripture has just summarized everything I've been saying
0: You have believed, but are you obeying the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you recognized that you have that which nobody else has, except those who have believed? And if you recognize that, then it's incumbent on you and I to obey Him at all costs, even if it costs us our lives. Even if it costs us our livelihood, our employment, everything, even if we are shown, that's the whole point. If you recognize that God's presence is greater than everything else, that means you are willing to defend that presence at all costs. That's why I said in verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching, not the teaching of your pastors and Jews. And when you obey the Lord's teaching, Father God will come and make a home in your life. You have His presence. So you have Father, you have Son, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Please give me a break. What else is greater? Even if it has to cost you your life, recognize this fact and stand up for Jesus wherever you are. Stand up and be counted. And how do you get to stand up for Jesus? By going out and preaching the gospel very aggressively. In season, we have season. It doesn't matter whose ox is God. Many have died preaching the gospel. Why not you? Why not me? Why are we such big cowards? Number two, to be free, the flesh must die. Because the flesh is that which is the problem for those who have believed. Their heart is in the right place. But you see, the flesh... The flesh, the flesh loves the world. Even if you are a believer, the flesh loves the world. So it has to die. If it is not dead, then the spirit in you will die. It's one or the other. And if the spirit dies, you are done. If my spirit dies, the spirit of God in me die, and I'm done. So the flesh has to give way. In every matter. Praise the Lord. Scripture please.
1: John chapter 12, verses 24 to 26. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Praise the Lord. Verse 24, I tell you the truth.
0: Except a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. The kernel of wheat is not what is the, 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 the truth, the, the real thing in the seed is in the, inside it. That means that flesh of the kernel must die. If not, it remains a single seed. What is he trying to tell us here? The flesh must die. Your flesh, hearing me must die. My flesh must die. If not, I remain alone and I will not be doing the mandate of God. If your flesh dies, if my flesh dies, then we stand up for Jesus because we have nothing else to lose. Verse 25, he says, the man or woman that lost his life or her life, we lose it. Why the man who hates it? Because if you disdain your life, meaning you are saying I don't care what happens to me. So long as I'm in Christ, good. You are the candidate for eternal life. That's what he says. Which means an active flesh. That means a flesh that loves the things in the world. That wants to become rich, wealthy, do everything that unbeliever is doing, except he says I, I know Christ. You see, he says it to you I, say, I love him. I'm a believer, I'm born again. But in truth, you are doing exactly the same thing everybody else is doing. No, your flesh is very active. Your flesh is the enemy of your newborn spirit, and it will kill it. There is no other way. It's either the flesh or the newborn spirit. And if the flesh doesn't die, the new spirit cannot grow, and eventually it will die. In verse twenty-six, it says, "Whoever serves me must follow me." What does it mean? Mean, following Jesus means turning your back to the world. That means in all things you glorify God. You seek to honor Him at all times. And it says, "My Father will honor the one who serves Him." How does it mean? God honors that true follower of His Son with His what? Presence. Praise the Lord. And when you have the presence of God in your life, you cannot be content. No church building will contain you. No relationships will contain you. Nothing will contain you because Christ in you wants to express himself to the world. That's why the flesh must die. Praise the Lord. Scripture please.
1: Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Praise the Lord. This scripture, the one we read before, are almost say
0: the same thing, but from different angle. Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, in verse 24, he must deny himself and take up his cross. You see, you came to the cross and surrendered your life. Then if you surrendered it and said, Lord, this you are now my Lord. Then you have to take your cross also, meaning you have to say, I bear your body, Lord Jesus, I will follow you. Queen, meaning ego. You know that thing that makes us so puff up. In some cultures, they dress in a very, very nasty, stupid way. flowing gowns. Pumping themselves up, even from the pulpit. Ego must die. Which means flesh must die. Your will is all over your will if you really have believed. You have to say, I will do the will of my father. And it starts by being humble. Taking the cross means total obedience to Christ. And not turning back from your commitment to the Lord. No matter the circumstances. Because you know, as you say, I trust him. I know even if I have to die. I know he is still yet able to do what lift me up. Verse 25, for whoever wants to save his life, you see, you want to hold on to your life. I want to hold on to my life after using our mouth to confess that we are giving it to him. We lose it because our lives are only saved in the hands of the Lord. Once we give our lives to him, better leave it there. If you try to go away, the enemy will come and strike and you are done. But whoever loses his life, that means you are willingly giving your life to the Lord. You are saying, Lord, hold it, I don't care what happens to me anymore because he am now in you. You will find it. Because if Christ cannot defend my life, who then can defend it? If Christ cannot defend your life, who can defend your life? Praise the Lord. Then it goes to verse 26. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world and loses his or her own soul? Or what can anybody give in exchange for his soul? Meaning, one soul alone, saved, is more than the whole world. One saved soul is more than the whole world. On a scale, one soul greater than the whole world. So those of you who are believers, who continue to do things that you say, but I have to. no, you don't have to. Die yourself. To that means flesh dies. And you find that this journey becomes very easy. And you no longer labor event, which will be our topic next Sunday. Stretch up, please. I read from John chapter six, verse sixty-three, and
1: then verse sixty-six. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Praise the Lord. I encourage you to
0: go home today and read John chapter six, verses 53 to 69. Is the context of these two scriptures. Because in verse 53, you will read where Christ told his disciples, Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And as a result, many of his disciples decided that they are not going to follow him again. They said, what type of thing is this, eating his flesh and his blood? You see, they understood not. Why? Because their hearts were still in the world. Their hearts were still in the world. Those who understood, Peter and other four apostles and some a few other followers, understood. Because they told him, Lord, if we don't remain here, when he said, aren't you also following those who have just left me? They said, no, you have the words of eternal life. Because the spirit gives life, in verse 63. The flesh does count for nothing. The words was speaking to them was spirit. He's trying to say, my words are life. Yes, my words are life. And so Christ was, they said we believe and know you are the Holy One of God, in verse 69. So let me make the point before we conclude. An active flesh prevents a spirit from hearing from the Holy Spirit. If your mind is on worldly prosperity and on preachings that they continue to use to poison your faith, It is impossible to hear from the Holy Spirit. Even your dreams and so-called visions will be about money and money and money. And you say God has given No, it's a lie. An active flesh will make sure that your spirit does not hear from the Holy Spirit. But if your flesh dies, you begin to hear because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. You are his son, you are his daughter. Those disciples who left the Lord in John chapter 6, verse 66, had an active flesh. So their mind was only on the food, on the the drinks that he was talking. But he was not talking about food and drinks. Their flesh prevented them from hearing the words of the Lord, which is spirit. Or food for the spirit. The scripture is food for the spirit. Because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction and in right, for instruction in righteousness, that a man or woman of God may be complete and thoroughly foolish unto good works. Only the scripture is a food for the spirit. Don't feed it with the things of the world. When you do, you are poisoning it and destroying your faith. Next scripture, please Galatians chapter
1: 6, verse 14. May I never boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Praise the Lord. It is always about the cross.
0: It is the cross when you come there that you have separated yourself from the world. So how after you have separated yourself with the cross of Christ, do you then go back? That's why you must take the cross of Christ and follow. It is exactly that point where we all miss the point. Because we are not allowing the cross that has crucified our flesh. We are now say, cross, forget it. I want my flesh back. When Paul is saying about the of the Holy Spirit, our boast should be in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his sufferings and in his death, and not in anything else about worldly prosperity, and not in anything else about ourselves, about ego. And that's why today, we go back to this song, Lead Me to the Cross. This at the cross of it. Savior I come, quiet my soul. Remember. Redemption's Hill, where your blood was spilled, for my ransom. Everything I once held dear, I count it all as loss. Lord, Lord, I lay me down. Read me of myself. Everything about me, I belong to you. Oh, lead me, lead me to the cross. Lord, you. As I was, you were human on earth. You were tempted, you are tried. Yet, would you have sinned? You are human. The word became flesh. Born my sin and death. Now you are risen. Everything I was held here, I count it all as loss are you hearing me must count everything who was held there as loss for the flesh to die lead me to the cross where your love poured out bring us to our knees Read me of myself I belong to you oh lead me Lead me to the cross. Lead everyone hearing this message today back to the cross. To your heart, that's where we belong. To your heart, oh God. Lead us, everyone hearing this message today, to your heart. To your heart, oh God. To your heart, oh God. To your heart, oh God, Lord. To your heart, oh God. Lead us to your heart, oh God. Lead me to the cross. And everyone hearing this message. Where your love poured out? Bring it to my knees, all of us. Lord, we lay ourselves down. Rid us of ourselves. Who have confessed your son as Lord, because we belong to you. Lead us, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Father and our God, thank you for today. Thank you for the message, Lord. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for your blessings, Lord, because there so many. Yes. Manifest your power, Lord, in the hearts of all who have heard and who we hear. That they may stand up, having subdued their flesh by giving it up. As the Spirit rises in them, Lord, may they go forth to take the gospel to the whole world. Preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, contending for the truth, teaching as many as we hear, Lord, that they may be disciples to be true believers. Father, empower them because you are God. Empower your children who hear this message today and believe and be delivered from their flesh because they make a conscious effort to drop their flesh and say, Jesus, you are my Lord and I stand up for you. Father glorify your name Lord in their lives magnify their ministries Lord and whoever will come against them Lord may they fall in Jesus name they put their devourer for their sakes O God no weapon fashion shall touch or hurt them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ they will go forth they will do mighty exploits in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ blessings, glory honor, adoration to you my Father, my God in Jesus name we have prayed praise the Lord By His grace, we'll see you next Sunday. We convert your prayers, begin to continue to pray for us as we pray for you. Praise God.